Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Meet Calvin. Hi. Calvin won 50 bucks off his roommate. That's because Calvin has the iHeartRadio app. iHeartRadio. Which he used to make a pasta song playlist. I'm a genioki. Calvin blasted this on repeat after betting his roommate couldn't complete a four-day juice cleanse. Oh, I can. The song Proper Papardelle pushed him over the edge. Mm. I love carbs. Good thing Calvin is one of millions with the iHeartRadio app. Download it today and get paid to ruin your roommate's stupid cleanse. Like Calvin. All right, so special bonus pod this week in honor of the recently announced Vizsla CT Shaper rankings. As a surfer, uh, surfboards are an obsession that I will never kick. I never want to kick. And I think that pretty much goes for all of us. And as part of that obsession, I'm constantly paying attention to what boards the world's best surfers on the championship tour are riding. The board builders that support these surfers do so through experience, ability, energy, investment, time, and even money. And what the best surfers on the CT discover about board design, about materials, wave riding approach, absolutely impacts the boards that we all ride every single day. So as my co-host Mitch Salazar and I discuss in today's special bonus episode, the Vizsla CT Shaper Rankings are live on worldsurfleague.com. We're going to be monitoring them all year long to discover who the best high-performance surfboard shaper is on the planet. Starting with this weekend's 2023 CT season kickoff at the Billabong Pro Pipeline. Have a listen and let us know what you think. The good old clap, take one. That's right. How many of you knew what you wanted to be when you were seven years old? I did. I wanted to be world champion. Hey, is there honesty involved in this podcast? Can we be honest? We can shut your fucking lips. And then I'll just say, put them up once. Let's go. He's like, you look too pretty on the wave. Get ugly. We can talk about DMT if you want. your <laughs> boxing. All right, so we have a special bonus episode of the lineup today, one that I'm really excited about. Uh, for 2023, we have the pleasure of welcoming uh, Mitch Salazar as our friend and co-host for a number of episodes this season. You know, our, our listeners, they're going to know Mitch from the CT broadcast where he commentates, from his prior life where he competed as a qualifying series surfer, originally hailing from uh, Mazatlan. And he's still a damn good surfer. He's so fun to talk about uh, surfing with. Really excited about this season with you. And we're going to dive, obviously, more into your background. And, and our listeners will get to know you a lot more in this season's episodes. But today's episode is special. And it is focused on the recently launched Vizsla CT Shaper rankings for the uh, 2023 season. Yeah, Dave. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, really excited to be part of the of the lineup program. And as you mentioned last year, this was already a success, and it kind of shows you the development of shapers worldwide and how they're really attributing to their competitor success too. If you look at the success that the last three pipeline champions have had at the beginning of the season, they've all ridden different boards. Italo in 2019 riding a Timmy Patterson. 2021 was John John Florence on a, on a Pizel. 
And last year, Kelly just broke the myth of Slater Designs or Firewires not working there. And all of a sudden, he's a champion against a local boy, Seth Moniz. So I think shapers have really come into their own. And they're obviously manufacturing some of the best boards that we've ever seen. Totally, totally. And, and you know, it, it's this is a new program. Um, I think, you know, you're a surfer, I'm a surfer, our listeners are surfers. We all you know, we're, we're all kind of obsessed with equipment on some level, you know, and we all want to know who's shaping for who, who's got the hot hand, what's working. And, and this is a conversation that all of us have. It's already happening on the broadcast. So, you know, the, the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings, the idea is to kind of structure that conversation and gamify it in a way that it's celebrating all the time and money and energy and investment that those shapers put into the world's best surfers year in and year out. And so, you know, the way it's going to work is not dissimilar to F1's Constructor Cup, where not everyone gets points. You have to finish in the top 10 in F1 races to collect points. In the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings, you have to finish in the quarterfinals or better. Um, your quarterfinal or better finish, the points that the surfer gets, are then going to go to the shaper on whose board they were surfing. Um, and then the ranking will be a combined uh, men's and women's ranking. And we'll find out who, uh, who sits atop of it at the end of the season. I like it. It's really fun, and I like that it forces the surfers to get a quarterfinal finisher better, too. Um, I think that's kind of what the breakdown of the actual CT is anyways. So um, for me, as a fan, as somebody who still uh, works on the broadcast part of it, too, it's really exciting for me to really see these uh, surfers not only showcase their talent, but obviously what they've been working on um, in the shaping bay with their own shapers. And as surfers, they're always looking to develop their own skills through those personal shaper experience as well. So um, looking at guys like Kayu Belli, who made back-to-back semifinals in the first two events, I'm really looking for those kind of performances starting at Pipeline, Dave. Totally. And, and you know, like measuring shaper performance, as we said, it's been a conversation probably since time immemorial on tour. Um, this program, again, it kind of creates a, a structure around it. And in working with the, the shapers who shape for the CT surfers and the surfers on tour and identifying, okay, well, how would this formula work? Should we count every single place? Should we only count, you know, the top two finishers, et cetera? And, and we kind of landed in that space where any surfer that makes the quarterfinals are better, whether it's someone like Sharpie who has a very, very big team or someone like a Patterson who maybe only has a single surfer um, on tour. That felt like the most democratic way to both measure shaper performance as well as just investment in team as well. And so, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting and it'll be interesting to see what happens as the surfers move through the different venues and the different parts of the year, which which boards are getting a little bit more attention, who's maybe switching programs and, and where these different um, programs are like at, in their life cycle, like they're rising, they're following, they're, they're, they're rebuilding, like what, what's happening with them and, and why. And I, and I think this, this program's a really good uh, vessel for conversation and I'm excited to, uh, to use the lineup to talk about it as well. Yeah, and as you mentioned, I think what the Vizsla CT Shaper Rankings does more than anything, it highlights those shapers that maybe don't have as much success, but the success that they do have, it's enough for them. You look at Brisa's, Brisa Hennessy's success last season, finishing number five in the world, but she did win a CT event. Sunset Beach, second stop, a wave that she knows very well. What it do for both T- TNC, Town & Country, and for Glenn Peng, too? 
it boosted their morale, it boosted their sales, and next thing you know, they're back on the scene. Same thing goes for John Pizel and the success that he's had with John John Florence in both his championship years and off tour as well during his free surfs. We're talking about some of the biggest names in surfing that have not only developed their careers through the CT, but are continuing to do so because of the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. This is exciting. Um, you know, we're going to get to a few more observations here in the back half of this uh, special bonus episode. But first, we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. As surfing makes its impressive showcase for the second time at the Olympic Games Paris 2024, Samsung is capturing every epic moment through a new docuseries and a celebration of our culture, bringing the spirit and stories of surfers, including Joanne DeFay, John John Florence, and Jack Robinson to the forefront. Want to dive deeper into our world? Visit youtube.com slash at Samsung. Welcome back to the lineup, everybody. We're talking about the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings here. Mitchell Salazar with Dave Prodan. And Dave, let's go through a couple of observations that we both have going into 2023. The start of the season, starting at Pipeline, then going into Sunset Beach. Tell me your first one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the first one is just you know doing an audit of directionally which shapers the 51 CT surfers are using to start the season, right? we got 34 on the men, 17 on the women, not counting the event wildcards. But, you know, in looking at that directional breakdown of who the CT surfers are starting with, 
the shaper teams to me kind of fall into three broad tiers. You got tier one, which are the bigger programs. You know, SharpEye's got 11 surfers, Mayhem's got seven, and then Channel Islands and DHD have six apiece. And then tier two is sort of the mid-sized teams. You got Takoro and Paizal with three each, and then Firewire, Pang, and JS with, with two each. And then tier three are sort of the lone wolves. You know, you got Sparrow, OHP, Bradley, Borst, Stamps, Cavianca, Patterson, Rusty, and Smith. They've all got one team rider to their program to start the year. And of course, that's just the start. There's always going to be adjustments. Surfers are going to use whatever equipment they feel is best, and, and, and things may have changed even by the time this podcast airs. But I do think it's interesting that those 18 odd shapers supporting the world's best surfers don't all take the same approach. And and of course they wouldn't as they, they have their own unique approaches to business and board building. But I do think it will be interesting to see how those different approaches play out over the course of this season through the structure of the Vizsla CT shaper rankings. You know, do you put your chips on as many squares as possible or you know, do you go all in on just a few or even one surfer? So, so that's kind of my first observation, just in looking how this season is going to start out. Pretty good observation right there, Dave. I mean, I, I think the thing that I agree with you on the most is that you want to divide between tiers, just as you do with fantasy. And mm. what that does, it allows you to kind of divide things in a way that, okay, this is the person that's having most success, the person that's having medium success, and the lowest amount of success, but that's also because a certain shape or a certain surfboard manufacturer could have way less surfers on tour. You look at Samuel Pupo, he's sticking to his guns and staying on his dad's boards for the rest of his life, it seems. OHB, <laughs> doing great, but only has one surfer on tour. And his older brother, Miggy, decided to do the switch to Sharp Eye and look at the success that he's having so far. Number six in the world last year, won his first CT event over in Tahiti, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to guarantee Sharp Eye that number one spot that it had last season. So what I'm interested to see are those people that have less surfers on tour, see how successful they can be in the first five events specifically, because you don't want to get into that mid-year cutoff not having a surfer in the second back of the year. Well, that, that is exactly what happened to maybe one of the most celebrated board building programs of all time in JS Industries, right? relegation line hits in 2022 and they don't have a single surfer on the men's or women's tour for the back half of the season, which it kind of like blew my mind, you know, given the pedigree of that program, that the team that they'd assembled over the last several decades and just the quality of the craft. Now they've got, you know, Ryan Callanan and Ramsey Bukiam coming back on tour, both amazing surfers, both goofy footers, thank God. And, um, I'm excited to see like what, what happens there. Um, but you're completely right. Like looking at those different tiers and kind of seeing how teams within those tiers match off against each other is pretty cool. And just to reiterate what you said about JS, it's incredible what happened. I mean, they went to being maybe the top pinnacle of surfboard shaping for maybe 10, 15 years, especially when Andy Irons was on top. You had Bruce in there too. And now it just seems like despite the success the, that Australians have had competitively on the championship tour, and it goes back decades, you know, with the success that Mark Richards had in the 70s, Tom Carroll in the 80s, then you had Aki, Mick, Joel, everybody going into the 2000s, 2010s. What happened? Other regions of the world got better too. 
And that comes with success on the championship tour. Your sales go up because those surfers are doing well. And next thing you know, everybody's wanting to surf for a specific surfboard manufacturer, Dave. Mm. What's the Nathaniel Hawthorne quote? You know, uh, families are always rising and falling in America. Maybe we can repurpose it with, you know, board building programs are always rising and falling in the Vizsla CT Shaper ranking. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what happens with JS and all of them this season. Mitch, what's what's your first observation looking into uh, the 2023 season? How quickly can people do well at both Pipeline and at Sunset mm. Beach? Because to me, out of the first five events... I think that's really where you need to be doing well. You don't want to go into the Australian leg knowing that you need a quarterfinal or semifinal finish to requalify. So how can those people that ended up outside of the top five, like Rusty Surfboards with Caillou Belly, who had two semifinals mm -hmm. in the first two events, how can they capitalize on waves that they've been successful at before, replicate it now? So that's just one observation. I think another one, just to kind of uh, go off of that too, my second observation, Dave, would be to not only get that result, but then eventually get a win, too, because that's going to solidify mm. you going into the second half. Absolutely. And and it's it's interesting when you put the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings through the prism of the redesign schedule, right, where you have five pretty heavy water waves. You know, they're not, it's not what it was for a couple decades where it starts out relatively playful at, you know, Snapper Rocks or Duran Baugh. It's, you're getting shot out of a figurative cannon at Pipeline, then this deep water break of Sunset Beach, you know, the Portuguese Pipeline of Super Tubos, and then Bells and Margaret River. And, and those are very serious waves. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the equipment as it goes into there. And that kind of tracks with my, my second observation, which is, the recognition of specialty shapers at certain locations. And I know we kind of touched on this already, but for example, this was a huge topic, a conversation that came up both with the surfers and the shapers when we were developing the program. And that was the use of regional shapers by the world's best surfers when they're in places like Hawaii. For example, you know, Jadson Andre, he rides for one DA surfboards by shaper Gavin Upton, but he will only ride to Koros in Hawaii. Uh, similar with Gabriel Medina, he rides for Cabianca everywhere. He's on Takoros in Hawaii. And we saw this last year. I think we're going to see it again this year. You know, shapers like Glenn Pang, Eric Arakawa, Takoro, Bushman, etc. They seem to be the shapers of choice for a number of CT surfers when it comes to Hawaii for Pipeline and Sunset Beach. And then we've seen similar usage at places like Margaret River and Tahiti, you know, Mitch, when you were doing the QS, I'm curious, what kind of approach did you have to your own equipment? Was it a singular shaper for every single stop or did you tap into the local special sauce in certain places? Dave, my, my story might be a little depressing, but I didn't have enough money to, to kind of tap into the different resources that were available at certain locations. But I was one of those guys that if I found a good board that was a great QS board, and, I, and I'm talking about something that works both a beach break, point break, reef break, I'd stick to it, and I'd stick to that same model. And I've kind of always been a big mayhem guy. Um, so to me, it's always been about the driver, sub-driver, and now I'm riding, you know, I'm a little heavier. Um, I'm riding the Uber XL, which is a great overall board. Um, but I used to be a big Channel Islands guy too. Now I, I tend to ride the happy every day from them. It's a great board. But when I was living on Oahu, I had a few years where I was living on the North Shore with one of my best friends. I tended to ride to Cora boards. 
And mm -hmm. some of my most successful results on both the QS and the junior scene were because I was riding his boards in heavier surf. And I can definitely attribute to the success that both Gabe and Mick Fanning could ha have had mm -hmm. over on the North mm -hmm. Shore. Those being some of the best boards that I've ever ridden in my life. So I would definitely say that is an excellent observation. And I think it's going to pan out for a lot of these surfers. You know, I, you started that comment with, yeah, it's, your story was a little depressing, but I'm happy you shared that with us because even on the CT, not all surfers are treated equally by shapers, right? Like some shapers are going, we will give you boards. We will pay you to ride our boards. And then some shapers are like, look, you might be a world-class surfer, but we don't have space for you on the team. You can buy boards, you know, we'll give you a good rate. Um, or, you know, there are kind of rare occasions that come up and certainly when they do in the future, I hope we get to talk about it where the shapers will just have to say, can't shape for you. You know, rivalries happen at the elite level. Everyone gets very sort of proprietary and protective about their group, their shaper, their boards, their team. And there have been instances over the course of surfing history where the surfer has told their shaper, do not shape for my competitor. And the shapers had to abide by that, that request. Yep. No, and, and what's your, no, oh, I was on, actually about to say that would be my third observation is that some people are limited to what they can ride at certain locations. And mm. I think specifically in the first five events, it's imperative for you to be on the best equipment that you can possibly have at those events that are very specific to certain styles of surfing. You look at John John. The, sex, the, the success that he's had at both Bells Beach and Margaret River, it's because he's had adequate heavy water surfboards that have been great for those waves. And obviously they've contributed to his success, but it comes down to the surfer as well. If you don't have a, a kind of open mentality and you know what you're looking at at certain locations, you're not going to succeed at all, Dave. And I think getting off to a great startup pipeline, knowing how Gabe does there, riding those Takora boards, and then eventually transitioning to the Caviancas, it's a huge deal for him. But he goes in with an open mindset. So that would be my third observation. I love it. I love it. And, you know, my my third observation heading into 2023 is Marcio Zuvi and Sharpie. And, and I think, honestly, and I know people have been talking about it, but even so, I still think it's been one of the more underreported stories in surfing. Just how impressive that program build out has been over the last several years and the success that build out has has wrought, you know? So so the questions I have looking at Marcio and, you know, Brendan and Yufu and, and the whole Sharp Eye program heading into 2023 is are, you know, can you keep a team that size happy? Can it, if you do, deliver the same level of success? Have you reached a ceiling in terms of success or or can you go higher? And then at the same time, there are all these insurgent teams in a way, you know, what are their plans? Are they developing more talent coming up through the Pro Juniors QSCS or are they going after talent on other teams, maybe on the Sharp Eye team? And, and that to me is kind of exciting. And that's, that's why these rankings are exciting to kind of monitor event to event to see what's happening, what's working. Are we on this trajectory where Sharp Eye is going to create this dynastic era in sort of surfing dominance, not unlike, you know, Channel Islands or Mayhem or DHD or JS have had in the past? Or are we going to see a quick challenge in 2023? And, and I, I'm, I'm really fired up about that. I think you make an excellent point, first of all, with um, whether or not they can replicate the success that they had. Because if you look on the men's side, three out of the five finalists were riding Sharp Eyes. And the world champion mm -hmm. ended up riding a sharp eye surfboard too. So it goes to show you that the product's there. 
the surfing's there. But whether or not you can keep up that consistency year to year, especially keeping your surfers content, is a whole nother story. You know, having somebody that has been dominant like Felipe over the course of the last, you know, 15 months, ended up second in the world the year before, last year's champion, but Jack Robinson's right on his heels. And I'm telling you, Mm. this kid is coming for that title this year. And now you have somebody like um, both Joanne DeFay on the women's side. And I also really like the performances that we've seen um, from a lot of the young surfers coming up, like Teresa Bombolo, who's going to be an injury replacement in the event. She rides mm-hmm. chilies for the most part. Those kind of equipment First choices. First chili we've had on tour in a while, right? In a long time. Those kind of yeah. equipment choices, are they going to work out or not? And are those surfers going to be content with their equipment and their results? I like your point, Dave. I And, and that's... That is the interesting thing about surfboard shaping at this level, right? Like James Cheel, Chili Surfboards, you know, people talk about those boards in like whispers and in like dark corners of like the the championship tour. Like, you know, Andy Irons rode those boards and those were some of the best boards we've ever seen, you know. And there are these amazing shapers who may go a few years without having anyone on tour and all of a sudden, bang, they're there, you know. And so uh, I'm really excited, you know, looking at the top five finishers from last year, just as we close this special bonus episode out, you know, Sharp Eye was so dominant, you know, men's and women's performances. Um, but then you had a pretty close glu- grouping uh, after him between Mayhem, DHD, Glenn Pang, mm-hmm. and Pizel, you know? And so you had the top three dominated by the larger size teams, but then, you know, the four and five were occupied by those mid-sized teams. And, uh, you know, maybe to close out, Mitch, like your predictions for for the Billabong Pro Pipeline on the men's and women's side, who who were a couple of surfers you're watching that you think are going to perform well, and 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 what boards are they riding for the edification of the listeners? Well, I think in terms of uh, surfboard manufacturers, I think Sharp Eye is still going to have a great year. I just think that the the talent that they have on their team is is superb. Um, really excited to see the return of Gabe at Pipeline too. Only surfed three events last year, and he was really close to qualifying for the finals on the rate that he was at. But um, I think Gabe's going to have a great year. Um, to me, he's really the, the person that's gunning for the world championship. I expect him to do very well. I think Kanoe Garashi is going to do excellent there. Um, I talked to him the other day, and he said that he was in very good spirits. He's excited for 2023. And obviously seeing John John Florence compete there on the men's side is going to be amazing too. really expect him to do well. On the women's side, though, I think it's a whole other deal. You know, based of, uh, off of what we saw last year at Pipe, I don't necessarily think that certain surfers are going to replicate the same amount of success. I think you have mm. young talent coming up, like Sakura, who's on her second year now. She's a local surfer. She charges. I love Caitlin Simmers, and I love Molly Picklam. I think they're going to be underrated, and I think a couple of Mayhems are going to be looking out on the podium too, Dave. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And let's not forget, we didn't actually get to see the now reigning eight-time women's world champion Stephanie Gilmore at Pipe True. last year. She was she was out with COVID. I and in one of the things I've noticed about Steph, who's a, a DHD team writer and has been for a long time, you know, and, and I may be biased because my career at the ASP is sort of ran pretty parallel with hers, just in terms of the time that I was here and the time yeah. that she was winning, which felt forever. So, so I might be a bit biased, but you know, the surfing world loves to kind of 
uh, like, uh, what's the word? Like expedite narratives in surfing where we're like, okay, Steph's won a bunch of world titles. Like Tyler's winning them now. Chris is winning them now. All right, Steph, you know, stage left. And, and to me, I, like Steph, when she wasn't competing for world titles for the last few years, it was never about a talent shift. It was always just like motivation, you know? And, and so I feel like when her talent's on, she's still the best in the world. And, I honestly think going from fifth to first and winning that eighth world title is kind of the fangs are back out, you know? And, and so my <laughs> prediction on the women's side is, man, if she wins a bunch of CT events this year in route to like a ninth world title, I wouldn't be shocked because I think the talent's still there, but on both sides, I'm excited. I'm super excited for, you know, Gabe and John, John to come back and, and they've drawn each other in round one at pipe along with uh, Leonardo Fioravanti. So yeah, it's all, it's all shaping up. I'm glad that you mentioned Steph, though, because um, the fact that she went from winning the world championship all the way from number five to number one, she had to surf the most amount of matches out of everybody that day, including the men. And let me tell you that it was not easy to surf that day at lower trestles either. It wasn't fun. It was difficult. It was messy. And she had one goal on her mind, and that was to be eight-time world champ that day. And I think if we're seeing a lot of waves at backdoor specifically— She's going to be mm. very dangerous. You know, she's a great barrel rider. Those rides at backdoor tend to run a lot like snapper rocks behind the rock. So it's going to be really fun to watch her there. Totally agree. Well, you know, Mitch, thanks for doing this. Thank you for coming on. You know, lineup listeners, we're going to be a lot of Dave and Mitch this season. It'll be exciting. Appreciate you coming on for this this special bonus episode. And um, appreciate Vizla for coming on, supporting this. You know, the Vizla CT Shaper rankings. You can find the updated rankings on worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. We're going to be talking about as much as possible. And yeah, if you see these videos on social media or YouTube, like weigh in, give us your opinions on what's working with the world's best shapers, what's not. We're going to be weighing in too, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Let's let's just throw out our predictions for this year's winner while we're at it. I'm going to go ahead <laughs> I like and it. just say it's going to be Sharpie again. I think Sharpie is going to dominate again this year. Oh man, you put me on you put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> I will say I'll just say something different for the purposes of uh, being different. But you know, I kind of like the way DHD's looking. You know, rejuvenated Stephanie Gilmore. You know, Molly Picklum, who you mentioned on the men's side. You got Ethan Ewing and Connor O'Leary. Like I, I think you're going to have people challenging for wins, and I think you're going to have a balanced men's and women's program. You know, they've also got Liam O'Brien, Isabella Nichols. I think they're going to do some damage across the season in the quarterfinals or better, and and I, I think they're going to be right there challenging at the end of the year. So I'll say, I'll say DH. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. It's going to be a great season, Dave. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll check in uh, very, very soon. I think we've got another episode coming up soon, but appreciate you, Mitch. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. So that's it. Our special bonus pod this week in honor of the recently announced Vizsla CT Shaper rankings. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow along on the Vizsla CT Shaper rankings at worldsurfleague.com, the WSL app, and of course, our social media channels and weigh in, give your opinion. This is going to be a fun thing this season to track over the course of the year. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you get your fantasy team set at worldsurfleague.com fantasy and join the lineup fantasy league. We're in the private leagues. Search the lineup podcast. Our password is lineup, all lowercase. And we'll be talking about the top performers in our league 
all year on the podcast. The opening event of the 2023 WSL Championship Tour, the Billabong Pro Pipeline, starts this weekend and will stream live at worldsurfleague.com and the WSL app. Do not miss it. WSLstore.com is powered by Shopify. We love the analytics we can check on the go. A lot of us are addicted to checking the Shopify app on our phones. We also love the automations and marketing integrations with our social and YouTube channels. It has incredible features to help us manage our global audience, including international taxation support and great shipping optionality. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lineup, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash lineup now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash lineup. 